Hello and welcome to the September 17th edition of Three Songs Podcast. This is Mike Hogan here with Bob Nastanovich. How are you doing today, Bob? Uh, very good. 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 I'm a bit concerned. Uh, with, do you remember like when we were kids and you'd be in school and you'd go in the cafeteria and there'd always be a poster on the wall when you're going through the line that said, you are what you eat. <laughs> I do. I remember those. Yeah. And I was always a little, I'd always look at that sort of quizzically and I am a bit concerned tonight. Uh-oh, Maybe it's because I was watching ball games. I just had a hot dog, a bag of popcorn and a piece of pizza, you know, like <laughs> so I'm concerned about what I am. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I am, I am ballpark food. <laughs> That's Okay. You can, What'd you have for dinner? Uh, what did I have for dinner? I had uh, panko chicken and uh, broccoli. Um, you know, nothing. So you're your normal self then. So I guess I me. am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so welcome everybody that's listening. A study and regularity. That's, study uh, regularity. I, I guess so, yeah. Th- this, is our, this is our fifth episode, Bob. There we go. And uh, I think we're kind of hitting our groove. And, and those of you who have listened to the first few shows, thank you. And those listening for the first time, what we do here is uh, each of us bring three songs and trying to emulate sitting in your basement with a buddy, sharing some music, talking about some music, maybe having a beer, and just enjoying it, you know, hopefully learning something new and, and hearing some new sounds. So... And and we've done that today. I know you've brought a few songs that I haven't heard, and uh, I think you are not that familiar with the ones I brought, right? Rarely am. <laughs> well. <laughs> Which is not, I mean, I'm saying like it is one of those things like where you've heard of the artist, but your familiarity is not very deep in terms of looking at your own record collection. Yeah. And what's cool about doing this with you is that you know, I get to think, should I really like listen to this more or should I get more into that? Or did I skip over something? Um, Cause especially with the New Zealand stuff you played, I mean, I have, I would say I've got, you know, 20 records made in the country of New Zealand in my collection. And um, some I skip over too much and some I, you know, listen to three or four times and, you know, it's whatever you go back. It's all about rediscovery and, and, uh, Ideally, then going and buying things or listening to things that you're not too familiar with. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be some more crossover between what you and I know and play. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's fortunately, it's worked out that you've brought a bunch of stuff that I'm not that familiar with, and, and I've done the same for you. But I'm, I'm it's also... It's by coincidence. I think it's also it sort of by coincidence, because I think if we looked at each other's record collections, we'd probably find... right several hundred records that we've you know right. both listened to hundreds of times right well and we've talked about bands from louisville but we've never played a band from louisville and i think it's only a matter of time before one of us does and i'm kind of wondering which one it will be and which band it will be uh but i guess we'll find out in a probably not too distant future show yeah we could do a louisville show we should uh, we should yeah, i mean i lived there for 14 years and despite living there for 14 years i hardly ever listened to that much music from louisville Oh, interesting. Um, well, they were that scene, especially the squirrel bait and and its offshoots, yeah. were a yeah. big influence on me musically yeah. in in high school and in college. So, fair enough. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, let's start with one of your songs. You brought, uh, well, you brought three. We each brought three. That's the name of the show. You know, it's three songs podcast. So uh, one of the three you brought was from Buffalo Daughter. Yeah. And they're a band. So I'll just, you know, tell you about, they're a band exactly what you were talking about. They're a band I've heard about, but not really heard. So I just know, all I know is that they're from Japan. So you tell me about them. Well, they were formed in 93 in Tokyo in this, I guess, this, I, I entirely unaware of how hip it is. But every time I've been to Tokyo to play shows, you always play at either Shibuya or Shinjuku. And Shibuya, Shibuya is, I guess, you know, one of the hip neighborhoods of Tokyo. So... Um, you know, they're part of that scene and, and Grand Royal, the Beastie Boys label, you know, put out their music in their early days and, and they're still going. I mean, they've been active since 1993. And for the most part, it's been, uh, I mean, their, their name, it's a guy and two ladies. I mean, I could tell you their names, but they're just... I mean, one of one one of them is Moog Yamamoto and Yumiko Ono and Sugar Yoshinaga. So I think they're, I think those are sort of typical Japanese names, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. um, uh, and they're still just, around, huh? Yeah, they're they're like a, a band that I don't know if they've really got their just due from from critics. To me, their music's very compelling. Um, they've been sort of labeled like a cut and paste band. One thing that I've noticed about them listening to them quite a bit on the way back and forth to work. And I've got, you know, a 30 minute commute that I do twice a day. So I spend about an hour and 45 in the cars that it's, it's, it's called cut and paste music to an extent, but they, they obviously loved, they love a lot of different genres and they love a lot of different things. And they, they're very excited about music and they, they're, they know how to play really well and, and they piece it all together. And so you'll hear that in this particular song, you'll hear a lot of groovy stuff and a lot of definitely a lot of pop. It's all very poppy. And in this one, you'll hear some like, you know, hip hop. And at some points, it's sort of corny. But to me, it always comes off as like really fun and really uplifting music. Good. This is a really positive vibe. It doesn't really have like a heavy, deep soul to it. It's just sort of made to have fun. And from my experience in Japan, uh, all the bands I've ever seen that were Japanese uh, that I played with, there was always a certain amount of like chaos and excitement and sort of fun. Like it wasn't, none of it was particularly complicated, whether it be like a band like Shonen Knife or chibo motto who i think these buffalo daughters are associated with in some way or of course the boredoms who are you know definitely a bigger noise trip mm -hmm. um or just bands you've never heard of that that would play for a half hour uh before we played they could all play really well and they're all really exciting they're all having a tremendous amount of fun and and it was like they it's like they love so many things whether it be like metal or like you know, thrash or pop, or they just wanted to like do it all, like you know, with a, with a in a really happy fashion. So, so like fusion in the truest sense of the word. Yeah, fusion, fusion of joy. So, mm -hmm. I, and I think Buffalo Daughter mm -hmm. are like a really, 
sort of a smooth and cool and pretty sounding band. And, um, you know, I can understand like how, you know, they'd be overlooked cause they're sort of hard to define. Um, and when it comes to rock critics, obviously they like to define things and label things. Right. And, uh, and I mean, uh, you know, and of course some bands, you know, intentionally try to defy categorization and some bands when they make a record, like to say, well, all of these songs sound the same and they don't, they maybe don't have the confidence of a band like the feelies where, you know, a lot of the songs are going to sound like the feelies. So, right. right. Um, but uh, I think, I mean, I just think it's cool. It's just a cool, fun, upbeat number. So let's spin her away. All right, here we go. It's called New Rock 20th, Buffalo Daughter. Nin- 1993, I believe. No, 1994, this was made. Yeah. Perfect. So 
Buffalo Daughter. Yeah, some breezy, big city, lighthearted music. You know, it kind of reminds me a little blonde redhead. Like oh, a, cool! Like a you know a little Japanese blonde redhead. Cool. She, you know, which is good. Which is a good thing. That was cool. That was a good song. Thanks. I dig it. I, dig I think it. Um, you know, in the wake of of the recent deaths and in rock and roll that have you know hurt our hearts obviously grand heart this week and um you know holger chukai you know you know we've, we've lost some legends like mm-hmm. rather than like so i thought about obviously playing music by both of those brilliant artists and stuff but i feel like people should like sort of um enjoy their music themselves Okay, so like if you're a fan of Can or a fan of Husker Du, it, you know, and you're doing some heavy reminiscing and listening to those, you know, two brilliant acts, uh, I feel like you should pick and choose your own spots. I'm not going to like, you know, play Pink Turns to Blue and right. you know tell you a bunch of Grand Heart stories. Right. You know, I, I might I might do that five months from now, but right. I feel like you know when these like. You know, in the case of like Holger, like he died at seventy nine. That's that's a that's a good long life. Grandheart died at fifty six, and and you know suffered terribly from from cancer for the last several years of his life. Bless his soul. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, you know, it's a. I'm not going to get introspective on this radio show. No, I understand. I understand. And you know, it's or oh, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, either way, that works. Um, but I hear you. But I mean, you're you're right. You know, it's like if you're a fan already, and you hear that one of your favorite musicians dies, you choose. You immediately, or at least I find, I immediately go and like after I heard Grant died, I immediately listened to a bunch of Husker Du. I even listened to some of the newer stuff that I hadn't caught yet. Um, you know, because you 
take that as a reason to revisit and re-experience somebody that you already feel connection with. And, you know, if you've never heard him before, maybe it's the first time for you to learn about Holger or, or Grant. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a time for us to do that, and I'm not sure it's now. So maybe we could do it in a year, six months, or... Or, or as with um, the guy that I'm going to be talking about next, uh, he passed away about eight years ago. So, you know, there's always time to celebrate the life and legacy of a good artist and a, and a good musician. And uh, so, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, Roland S. Howard, who was Ooh. yeah founding member of. Boys Next Door, who turned into the Birthday Party, which are, of course, no, best known for being Nick Cave's first band before the Bad Seeds. Uh, but Roland himself uh, went on to have a pretty good solo career and a, a very interesting one at that. And, um, you know, I was never a huge fan, really, you know, growing up. Like, it, I just, it was, he was one of those names, I think you mentioned, you know, you, you hear of, they're kind of a legend, but you never really hear and uh, I didn't. Well, I felt like I, I personally felt like, in some ways, that, that I wasn't really, like, cool enough. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just me, but well, you know, he's one of these guys that like had this intimidating sort of presence, you know, that almost like the bad seeds. Like, I could never really sort of like latch onto it. Like, they were sort of like these international, like, underground legends that lived in this sort of like dark world that. You know, a suburban kid from Virginia couldn't really attach themselves to. Like, I would have mm-hmm. felt like I was like, you know, latching onto something that I couldn't comp- entirely relate to. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And, and and for me, I think I just associated it with it was more the people that I knew that listened to stuff like that. Like it was the Goths, and it was the you know people that were really into like heavy stuff and wearing a lot of black eyeliner, and it just. It wasn't yeah. really my You were never scene. that guy. No. You were never that guy. It was... reminds me of a really funny experience I had several years, well, not several years ago, about five years, I was walking into a pub in Hull in England, uh, the Queens, with my friend John, and we opened the door for like four or five, like complete, total over-the-top, like goth kids in, in northeast England, and like we were hammered, and John held the door open for them and, and said to them, and it's the last thing they wanted to hear, he said, I was goth once. It it, it, I, it was cool. <laughs> it's like, can you really maintain that? Like, can you re- maintain like right. your? Like, right. These are like nineteen-year-old like goth kids in the pub. They're just like, you know, terribly bored and in a, you know, in a grandma's living room type pub in Hull in England, and they're just like, right, eh. right, yeah, you know, like. It's like everything you, sucks. Right, 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 right. It's like you wonder what Robert Smith of the Cure does, you know, on any given Tuesday. You know, like does he take like five hours to get his makeup just right and his hair just right? But, um, if, but yeah, if he do, if he does, and then and any less time than that, then he's doing a hell of a job. Yeah, and, and you know, Roland S. Howard, from what I know of him and the music I've listened to by him, you know, the audience that he had you know, he delivered the goods for them. Well, yeah, and, and I think it's it's my own fault that I never really gave the music or I was never able to, 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 to listen to the music on its own until only, uh, you know, five or six years ago. There was this box, yeah, this box set came out, Six Strings That do, Drew Blood, 
uh, and I checked it out and I was like, wow, there's some really, really, really good stuff here. And, you know, it was after he died, this career retrospective of all of his work, of his solo work, uh, and his collaborations with, um, some other folks like Lydia Lunch and, uh, it just made me realize that I, uh, you know, stupid fellow dark sider. Yeah, exactly. You know, just kind of stupidly almost like just had this prejudice against him for what really, I, well, you know, it's just like, I thought, I, I just thought he was cooler than me. I, I just assumed he was like <laughs> too. Yeah. Maybe it was cooler than me. I don't know. Just like, or it's like, like, you know, like Mike, Watt, like Mike Watt, he's not cooler than me. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause he never really wanted to be like, exactly. You know? He's in, and if you, it, if you tried to say he was, he would tell you he wasn't. Yeah, and Roland S. Howard, maybe he 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 was, you know, just as cool as Mike Watt. Right. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, but yeah. So Roland is is he's probably best known for when he was sixteen. He wrote a song called Shivers, which actually I just looked. You know who covered Shivers? It's been covered by a lot of people, and it's 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 the best known birthday or Boys Next Door song. Nick Cave sang it. I think he said. It was a mistake that he sang it because it was Roland's song, and he, he never really did it justice. But it's been covered a bunch. You know who covered it? No. Courtney Barnett. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's tribute to, her, to a fellow Australian. Though. That's right. That's right. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to – maybe I'll find that and tweet that out, and you can check it yeah, out. Yeah, I look but, forward to hearing her version because yeah. I haven't heard her version. So, so uh, yeah, hopefully after you play this, I'll listen to her version because well, I, I, I imagine her treatment was rather good. Yeah, but I'm actually not going to play Shivers. I don't think I will because it is right. so known. I'm going to play a song called Dead Radio, which is... You're the DJ, Mikey. Yeah, well, I don't know. You're the MC. I guess I'm the DJ. But, yeah, uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is Dead Radio. This came this came out a little later, um, but a really good song, just nice and brooding, but not not too dark. Uh, but I know, can scratch a nice more edge. slowly than I can type. My All man. right, well, here we go. <laughs> What's We're, it called? This is Dead Radio by Roland S. Howard. Smiling through 
Dead Radio, Roland S. Howard. What'd you think, Bob? Oh, I, whoa. I thought to myself, what a, it, it was wonderful to hear all the lyrics loud and clear. And it, yeah. it's, a, it's a sort of a, a lovely anthem. Yeah. It was a love song. It is. It's, yeah, a total love song. Yeah. And, um, but a real, the, like, like not, a, not a plastic one, you know? No, no, no. Like the first good, line. It's a good soul song, you know. For, the first you know, line. Soul, soul artist. You're you're bad for me, like cigarettes. Yeah, well, you know, it seems like these guys always had cigarettes dangling, dangling from their mouths. Yeah, right. You know, right. No, which is rep- reprehensible to a lot of people, but it's such a good such a good line though, because it's like it's you're you're bad for me, but you you're not bad for me right now. You're just bad for me long term. No, he throws in Coca-Cola, too, because yeah. that's bad, too. Right. Well, no, he said, you're good for me like Coca-Cola, you know? I mean, I'm sure there, there are probably worse alternatives, is what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I, I really I, enjoyed that. I, I like that song. It's just, it's yeah. it's got a mood to it, you know? It's, uh, yeah, that, good mood. That was his good first, vibe. first first track off his first solo album, 1999. He only released two solo albums, but he, you know, he's in a bunch of bands, did a bunch of collaborations. But, uh, well, I think every time Roland showed up, they were always happy to see Roland. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think he added a certain amount of credibility to like his genre. For sure. For sure. And you know, I think you know, he's still he's a bit of a magician like Blixa Bargeld or something. It's like, okay, well Blix is here, so Right. Right. You know. At right. least we know we're gonna be cool. Right. Exactly. Uh, which is an important part of any recording session or live performance. For sure. Yeah, and so. you know, his hopefully his legacy lives on because he's he's I think it will. For one thing, what's your what's your middle initial, Mike? G. Yeah, like maybe I should call you Mike G. Hogan. You could, you could. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure why he ever added the S. It's not like we're confusing him with the, all the other Roland Howards out there, but uh, it does add a bit of cool to him, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Mikey G. Mike G. Hogan. <laughs> all right. Well, you know let's, what I'm saying? let's let's move on to something I think that's going to be a little bit more uh, upbeat. You know, I'm I'm bringing things down. And you're bringing things up. This show. I don't know about that really because you know. I'm going to play Dizzy Rascal next. And like, he's a kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore. He's 32 now. But when he got started, when this song was made, he was hell. He's born in 82. So this was, or 84. So, you know, this is, he was hell. I think he might've even still been a teenager, like, you know, right around 20 when this was made. And this is a kid. His dad died when he was young. His dad was, you know, a Nigerian and his mother is from Ghana. And like, you know, this kid grew up in, East London, and he had a very rough upbringing. Uh, he was a he was he was a bit of a mess. He was you know a bit of a youth youth criminal, and um, he found his peace in in genres that were sort of starting in London, East London at the time. You know, I guess the, the genre that he fits into most is called grime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is, you know, one of the beautiful, you know, it's, an, it's it's officially called an electronic music style. But like, it, you know, to me, it's like a hip hop style. But really, is, and there's yeah. a lot of things going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but this guy has obviously been amazingly successful, which is, you know, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this record was huge. Yeah. Yeah, and, for, uh, d- deservedly so too. This uh, yeah, of it touched three. the nerve, and like it, you know, it. it we're, we're about to listen to it, but yeah, but uh, he's a guy that's like got something you know going on. I think you know, and, and I'm not like uh, no expert on. Let's just call it hip hop, or and it's many genres associated with it. But I really felt like. Um, you know, whatever he's doing is a bit transcendent. Like mm-hmm. he's a, an artist that I have confidence in. Mm-hmm. He's and he's still going. Like he, you know, changes his name frequently. I believe um, now he presents himself under a different name a lot. They uh, like a Will Oldham is, type, huh? Yeah, his most recent thing. I'll have to look it up. Um, and if you like it, I'll I'll look it up during the song and let you know what he's calling himself now. But just a just a cool guy making you know rad music so all right this is uh this is from his first one right boy boy on the corner this is uh, it was a second single sec- yes yeah, sec- okay second, second single, single. first lp though right this that's the one yeah yeah okay the song is called fix up look sharp dizzy Rascal. absolutely all right here we go
I've heard the hustle from the street to the slammer. They're trying to see if busy stays true to his grammar. Being a celebrity don't mean shit to me. Fuck the glitz and glamour, hit him with the blicks and hammer. <laughs> because they're talking black Russian. Talk me on my back, but to my face they say nothing. Stand up in the box, keep a firm, steady shot. Keep the beanies talking, keep the beanies hot flushing. Flushing <laughs> MCs down the moon. If you don't believe me, bring your posse, bring your crew. Feel free to hate, cause I ain't trying to be your mate. Be serious, you want to lost the hour in my shoe. By your days, chunk best of my life, risk of best of one. Fix that, look sharp. Don't make me fit that and get dark. Come in the bum, see the spark. Duck down, lay down, just down. Fix that, look sharp. Don't make me fit that and get dark. Come in the bum, see the spark. Duck down, lay down, just down. I got the big beat. I hear the sound. But that one gets them out on the dance floor when you play it live, yeah. when you're DJing. The dance floor is very small, and a few of them do dance. But uh, I think that's where he first announced himself as Captain Roscoe, <laughs> which he goes by. And, and I think currently he puts out records under the name Raskit, R-A-S-K-I-T. Uh-huh. But one interesting thing I read about his music genre, which I thought he was just like a cool hip-hop artist, um grime yeah, I, I just always thought it was hip-hop as well yeah um let me see if I, oh they like this is the kind of thing that always freaks me out okay and like this is like readily available knowledge okay so the grime genre is typified by complex two-step four by four breakbeats generally around 140 beats per minute or t- sometimes structured around a double time rhythm and constructed from different synth string and electronic sounds. You know what that is? That's someone overthinking it. Stylistically, grime draws on many genres, including UK garage, drum and bass, hip hop, and dance hall. 
The lyrics and music combine futuristic electronic elements and dark guttural bass lines. Like, that is, like, some... Yeah, like you're saying, like, overthinking, that's, like, some serious definition. Yeah, yeah. Of what's like, going on with this kid, you know? Like, right, right. Or I mean... Yeah, it's not a kid anymore, but, like... Uh, you know, it's like, I, th- I think back in the days of, like, you know, oh, that this band's not punk. They're punk. We're punk. You're not punk. Are you punk? Like, who cares? It's all just music, you know? It's like, why do you got to categorize yeah. it? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, But I like the fact that it's, I'd love to be part of a genre called grime, because, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like grime versus grunge. Like, this guy, one interesting thing about him is, like, he was going from school to school, and his mother always kept him in school, and... And um, one thing he loved, which was huge when he was a young man, like a kid, was he loved Nirvana. Like like that that actually so that like oh, makes me feel old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was he was like rocking out to Nevermind when he was like eleven. You know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks, Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> Dizzy Rascal. All right, well... Uh, Sorry to get, sur- so get super urban tonight with Tokyo and East London. That's okay. That's good. I'm. You know what I'm doing? You know where I'm going, right? Are you going back to the homeland? Uh, not my homeland. <laughs> not my homeland. Yeah, it is your homeland. But, uh, it's your three songs it's, homeland. It's my three songs homeland. So far, it's, it's where I've been living. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going back to New Zealand. Uh, I'm wondering when you're gonna, when you're going to, like up and move out of queens and move the whole family to new zealand like probably auckland, auckland's the perfect city for you yeah i don't know probably no time soon but i do enjoy the music there although i'll, I'll say this i it, maybe if it were the if i if i had a time machine too and could go back to the 80s or 90s in new zealand uh, no no it's still, it's still cool yeah they, I, they I just, let you and mike g hogan okay all right Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the Renderers. I don't know if you've heard much of the Renderers. They've uh, they've been around for a while. They still are around. They I think they just put out a new album not too long ago. Um, and it's a husband. I love the way like the artists you choose like don't have any quit in them. Yeah, they're yeah. like let's keep on doing this. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, in some of it, it's like you know we talked about Bill Fay. We've talked about you know, some of these blues musicians, like they're just doing it and maybe nobody's noticing, but they keep on doing it. And then eventually somebody notices like, like, like Mike that. G. Hogan, like Mike G. Hogan, like Pop <laughs> Nastanovich. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the renderers put out a bunch of records. Their first one um, was recorded in 1990, came out on Flying Nun. And they were sort of like that New Zealand, they were like the New Zealand country band in a way. It was like this high and lonesome sound, uh, you know, slide guitar, a little twang in them. And they eventually kind of evolved out of that. And they put out this record. This song's from 1998. It's the album is Dream of the Sea. It was on Silt Breeze. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And, great Philadelphia label. Oh, yeah. Fantastic label. And this album just floored me i mean i always liked the Whoa. renderers enough you know they were they were pretty good you know i enjoyed them they were another new zealand band yeah but this album just floored me title track leads it off um or maybe it doesn't i don't remember off the top of my head but title track's really good i almost played that song instead i chose this one um it's out of the forest 
uh, lead guitar by Brian Cook, Crook, Brian Crook, and his wife sings the vocals. I think Mary Ann's her name. Fantastic song, you know, fantastic guitarist. It's just, uh, it's just one of those songs that grabs me. It's beautiful and noisy, and it's like everything I look for in um, this type of rock music. So. They're a band that uh, really, I think, should get a lot more attention than they do. So, The Renders. Hope Here you, we go. Hope you like it. Out of the Forest. Thanks. Shadow formations remain 
go. The renderers. Yeah, you know what? That that was uh, very psychedelic. Yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy mood. Both yeah, songs yeah, like, I've played like so you far. You mentioned country there, and like I understand that band. You know, does get the country tag a lot, but to me, that's psychedelic rock. It is. Well, the the it's as psychedelic as Billy TK. Yeah, that well, I played last week, but for sure. Yeah. To be fair, the country tag came in the earlier records, which were much more country and much more twangy. And then this album, they just completely blew the doors off of that. Completely. Uh, and they got a little bit of it. I mean, there's some slide guitar. I think guitar, that might have what caught Tom from Silpreece's eye. Yeah, for sure. It's a fantastic record. It's I, I, Cool. From beginning to end, Brian sings some songs, and I have a correction, and I'm sorry, Mary Rose Crook. Is her name? I'm sorry, Mary Rose. If you're listening, yeah, Mary. If you're listening, yeah. Um, because they're they're, you know, that's one of my that. I'll go this far. I'll go this far, Bob. There were a lot of good albums. That's one of my favorite albums of the '90s. One of my, I would say, if I had to make a tw- top twenty favorite albums of the '90s, that one would probably land on it. And you're gonna say that there's like ten songs on there, and they're almost all good. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's you think about these husband and wife duos, or not duos, because they had others in the band, but like combos that are, you know, they 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 alternate vocals, you know, like the Dead Moon, or um, I mean, there's a lot of them, you know. Even we played X, you know, when when uh, John Doe and Xene were together. Were they married? They were married. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. Early early albums they were married, you know, then they they broke up and then they didn't break up as a band, which is odd, but uh but yeah, um Brian Yeah, that that did stop Sonic Youth. Right. Well, so, you know, exactly Sonic Youth, which we've played before. It seems like it's it's a it's a bit of a running theme. Well, maybe we'll have to play some Dead Moon soon, but uh um <laughs> Dead Marriages. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Right. Well, yeah, the, you know, Dead Moon's still together. The Renderers are still together. Brian, you don't play music with your wife, do you? No, I don't play music, man. I'm no good. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and I don't play with my wife because she's no good either. <laughs> yeah, well, you, no, they're you, a good. And she's, you know, she's a good wife, but yeah, I can't imagine anybody. In fact, a few times she's been like, oh, I should start a band. I was like, No, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> as Man, as somebody I, who hitched their their wagon to uh some talent uh <laughs> well she's a great artist but like she's yeah yeah that's i fun. mean well hell you know who knows I mean, she's probably better than a lot of the songs i've played on <laughs> yeah well you know. who knows who knows you, you never know where where talent can come from but uh oh you never do that's for sure that's one thing we've established yeah yeah, uh, you're gonna play a band. So this is another one. I'm I'm very familiar with their first album, but I don't really know much else by the Raincoats. That's a London band formed in '77. All women yep. formed it in an art school in the late '70s. I believe it was called Hornsby or something. Just a one of those great rock bands that comes out of being together in art school and like you know doing art together and loving music and let's make some music. And then one thing led to another and they made an incredible body of fantastic songs. One of my favorite songs of all time, actually this song, like you talk about wow. 
you know, that renderer song being one of your favorite 20 songs of the 90s, if I had to pick 100 songs to put on a compilation of my favorite songs of all time, this would be on it, you know. And it's funny that you played Roland S. Howard because I bought this 7-inch at Ogogo Records in Melbourne, Australia, and the first time I ever heard the the Raincoats was, you know, when I bought this uh, 7-inch, and I just had been to, to Japan and bought a portable turntable and was playing with a band from Tasmania called Sea Scouts. Backstage, had a portable turntable and brought in a bag of records, and I played this and, like, just played it over and over again that night in the backstage dressing room after a gig, and just, it's always stuck with me as a as a, just a beautiful song. It's from their their album that was released in 1984 called Moving, and uh, so I guess it was a latter period song from their first era, and uh, had the pleasure to see them in 2010 in England, and just a fantastic band with a great attitude and just incredibly lovable people, real darlings, and uh, just love the raincoats and you know this is one of my favorite songs by them. Wow. Great. Well, I'm excited to hear it. I actually have not heard it yet, so uh, I'm going to listen fresh. And like I said, I just I just know the first album. First album's great, but for whatever reason, I just never went any further. So, yeah, they're right up there, at the top tops in my my book with Marine Girls and just really cool ladies from England doing great stuff in the late '70s slits and. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, mm-hmm. there's some great all-girl bands in the late '70s, early '80s mostly around the London area mm-hmm. all over the world but well um, I, I I you know for the first show I was con- considering doing some dolly mixture or the shop assistant so I'm sure soon well, enough we'll definitely bring the, put those on those yeah great bands soon enough yeah. we'll hear some of those so yeah I, yeah I, I, I know what you that mean. yeah all right well let's let's hear the raincoats no one's other girl or sorry no one's, no one's little, girl. little girl yeah no one's little girl no one's little girl the raincoats
That's really cool. I was not no one's expecting little that. girls. Yeah. No one no No one's nobody nobody wants to be no one's little girl. Right. I was not expecting that. I think I was expecting more like light pop. That no, was they're du- that was dubby and, and it wasn't yeah. punk and it was dubby and like to me it was like a like a really great like feminism punk rock song like well yeah and and it's experimental in the best possible way i mean it's not experimental in a way that's uh you know like sometimes people use that term to describe music that's really obtuse this was not this was catchy and interesting but like completely different and it experiments in sound too it's not just you know it was like taking the four minute song form and adding all these weird layers that that don't really sound like what you'd expect from a punk band or from an art band even. Um, I liked it. That was really cool. I'll have to check out more of the later stuff. And the message is clear, though. Like, yeah. Right. I don't, I'm not going to be no one's little girl. Right. Right. It's like that, you know, it goes back to that, you don't, that song, You Don't Own Me, another classic. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That is a good song. But... Uh, Thanks, Bob. You you brought hey, some hey, what songs. Are you gonna, what are you going to polish off the apple tonight? What are you going <laughs> to polish off the apple tonight with? I'm going back to the 50s, 1959. Oh, there you go. I love yeah. the way you sw- turn things back a little bit. I yeah. need to do more of that. I yeah. need to get old on you. Yeah, going back to 1959. This guy, so <clears throat> this is a guy named Kid Thomas. Where's um, he from? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know much about him. I know a little bit about him. I... I bought a CD probably about 20 years ago um, just based on the cover. It was like in the bargain bin. It was like three bucks and it had... That's how you find the best stuff. Yeah, it just, it had a picture Where of, was your bargain bin? Uh, wherever I could find one. You know, it was often like a Tower Records. Do they have records. those in New York anymore? Bargain bins? No, I don't know. Maybe. I mean... If you I, go to Mexico City, they have bargain bins on the street for right. a dollar. Like, you flip through the records on like uh, picnic tables. Right, right, right. I mean, they occasionally look, they'll have like pop-up tables down the sidewalk in New York City, but uh, but yeah, um, he was you know, kid kid Thomas. He's a Louisiana man. Was he a Louisiana man? Louisiana man. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, this is you know tough tough day for. I mean, I, I you know I'm married to a beautiful Cajun woman and and like. It's a tough day for uh, for her. LSU got their butts whipped last well, night by Mississippi well. State. They're licking their wounds, and the Saints got whipped tonight by the today by the Patriots. Well, yeah, maybe Kid Thomas lift him up. Maybe maybe Kid Thomas will. So he was, uh, I think they he, care about the gridiron down there. Yeah, he he went to L.A. to make it big, and I think he tried to emulate Little Richard in the late fifties, and he wanted to make some hits, but. I mean, you hear the song. You can definitely hear a little Richard's influence, but this is like cool. little, little Richard with his hair on fire. This is like way, you know, little Richard is like piano music in in like you know Lawrence Welk compared to Kid Thomas. This is this is like just two minutes of ripping rock oh, and yeah. roll. Well, this at its of finest. lasted for ninety-one years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Unfortunately, Kid Thomas didn't, and it's it's a very sad story. Yeah, he did. He did. Kid Thomas was born in 1896 no. and died in 1987. No, I'm looking you're, at the... you're looking at the wrong Kid Thomas, because because this Kid Thomas, 
He, oh, uh, I'm looking at a kid, Thomas. It was a trumpet, hot trumpet man. Yeah, no, this 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 one. It was a very sad story. Very sad oh, story. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah. There's two. There's two kid Thomas. Yeah, no. So the deal with kid Thomas was in the late '60s. He was a truck well, forgive driver. Forgive me. I've been talking about a different kid. That's Thomas. okay. I think he was from the South as well. I don't know. He might have been Louisiana. He maybe. I don't know. He might have been Mississippi. Well, shit. I don't even know. We're, I'm talking about a different kid, Thomas. That's okay. That's okay. But they're they're both from the South. But no, this this kid Thomas in the late '60s was driving a truck and he hit and killed a kid. Ooh. And um, yeah, very sad. And then he was, I think, tried, but not found guilty i guess they didn't have enough evidence to convict him and when he was coming out of the courthouse he was shot and killed by the kid's dad uh so yeah sad sad story um all around obviously but uh but this is this is happier days for kid 1959 1959 this song's called rocking this joint tonight um yeah, get get your dancing shoes on, Bob, because this one's a burner. Could be, it could be, but it could be the worst intro I've ever given to a song. I had the wrong kid, Thomas. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's only the fifth show. I'm sure we'll find worse coming forward. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, I imagine so. Imagine we already have. <laughs> All right. Well, en- enjoy this one. This is a this is a this is a hot way to end the show. All right. Here you go. rocking bob oh i found that yeah that's fantastic yeah hold on now i found your kid thomas i found your kid thomas your kid thomas you are right he's from sturgis mississippi okay born in 34 he did die in 70 yeah when he was 35 wow yeah sad sad story yeah he worked his way to chicago then to wichita huh then he traveled to la and trying to emulate the success of little richard yeah, but that's like Little Richard on steroids right there, right? 
Oh, he's full on. I mean, and that's like full on, way over the top. He, and he was described as a lawn mowing man in Los Angeles in the latter half of the '60s. Wow. And yeah. that's like the story you told. He's driving a, a truck and struck a young boy and killed him. Arrested on charge of manslaughter, the charge later dismissed for lack of evidence. However, the boy's father waited outside the courthouse and shot him, and he he died at the UCLA Medical Center in Beverly Hills on nineteen in nineteen seventy. Yeah, it was. So I bought this CD. You know, it's just it no. Was, the last sentence, Mike. You like this? He is not to be confused with the New Orleans jazz trumpet player Kid Thomas Valentine. <laughs> yes, he's not, Bob. He's not. I, Lord knows. If, I thank you, Wikipedia. Like I, I confused him. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> it's like it's this like they knew in advance. At right. me. When you throw these curveballs at me, where I haven't heard the shit you played. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Completely different, I would imagine, from the other kid, Thomas. But uh, well, if we've established one thing tonight, I know my kid, Thomas. There you go. Well, man, yeah, mm. uh, good stuff. I mean, that song—I never get tired of that song. Even if it sounds like Little Richard, it sounds like Little Richard. Like someday we'll all get this shit right. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Bob. <laughs> uh, Anyways, I'm still tripping out on that Renderer song. Yeah, you should check <laughs> out that whole album. Fantastic album. I am gonna buy that album. Yeah. I'm yeah. going as soon as this show's over. I'm going to try try to find myself a copy. It's it's hard to find, you know. I mean, Tom Lacks, he didn't put it out on vinyl, CD oh, only. Tommy Lacks, yeah. he's tough man. CD yeah, I know only. Tom Lacks. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. He 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 came to a, the first couple of payment shows in Philly, and then uh, Crooked Rain. He dropped right off the map. He's like the hell with these guys. <laughs> fair enough, you know. I'm fair enough, you know. And I knew what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. So, that's all right. Tommy Lacks, he's still going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, it's another fun one, Bob. I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, that was it. a wild one, man. Yeah. Well, we started, we started... I got things all wrong. We went, we went to Japan, went to London twice, went to... Went hell, to New Zealand, knows. went to... Yeah, but, you know, I, I started all dark, and I ended all, I don't know, hair on fire, but... Uh, uh, yeah. I'm tired, but I had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, me too, me too. We'll yeah. do it again soon. Well, get yourself some rest. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Appreciate it. This is Mike Hogan, and you're... Yeah, Bob DeSandwich here in Des Moines. All right. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Thank you, Mikey. All right. Mikey G. Hogan.